When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to another week with More Than Amused. I'm Stani. And I am Sadie. And thanks for being here. Kind of like a little precursor to this, we have a previous episode that we did about bad examples of couples in the art industry. I think I called it a bad mix of misogyny and marriage or marriage and misogyny or something. Yes. So if you want to check that out first, go ahead. And then this one is going to be the other side of that where it's some good examples of couples in the art industry that helped support each other and uplift each other's careers. So... Yeah, exactly. With it being Valentine's Day this month, we figured it could be a nice way to still highlight women in the arts and the struggles they face, yet still be, I don't know, on brand with the month, I guess. (laughs) Definitely. And talk about a few of those like cool art couples that always seem to pop up everywhere throughout Mm -hmm. time. So a very cool thing that hopefully you'll enjoy. So I was thinking that it would be a fun thing to start by talking about something in pop culture. So, Stani, do you have any celebrity couples that you're a fan of? Or are there any celebrity Um, couples you just hate? Huh, that's a good question. I I have a list on our notes if you want to go check. A huge list of them. (laughs) Um, I will start and say I love Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. They are cute. They're cute. And Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. They're another one I really like. Okay. Um, Tyler Joseph and Josh from 21 Pilots, them oh, and their yeah. wives are both very, very cute. Oh, because um, Josh just got married to Debbie, Debbie Ryan, right? Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And they're very, very cute too. I know. So. They are and cute. And Tyler's wife isn't famous, but she is now kind of, and <laughs> they're adorable. So. No, I follow her on Instagram. She is adorable. A celebrity couple that I do love is Kanye and Kim. I really hope they don't get a divorce because... Yeah, I'm like, do they count as a couple still? (laughs) I, like, honestly love that relationship. I feel like it makes sense, and so I really just hope they stay together. I'm a Taylor fan, so maybe it's wrong for me to be a Kim and Kanye fan, but I just think that they are a good match for each other. (laughs) I think what's cool about Kim and Kanye is that they're really good at balancing their individual Mm -hmm. lives on top of like being a couple and it's something that I've always really admired is that I feel like they're able to keep their careers kind of separate from their personal life which is what I think ends up leading to a lot of other people's problems in celebrity marriages so that was really cool true I feel like with their marriage it like it never was like the Kanye show or the Kim show. Like they were both mm-hmm. doing things individually, and because of that, yes. And I'm sure like they were supporting each other, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you yeah. said it didn't ever detract from what they were doing personally with their careers. Yep. 
Exactly, which is really cool. Also, like, Will Smith and his wife have oh, a yeah. very cute story um, that's adorable. But didn't the recent thing come out with, like, her cheating and them, like, having an interview about it? What? You didn't know about this? No! What, what happened? I don't even know the details, but... I'm pretty sure, like, she was with someone else, and there was, like, this whole thing, and it kind of was a meme for a second of, like, oh, Will yeah. Smith being very sad about it. <laughs> that made me sad. Yeah, she admitted that she was having an affair with singer August Alsina. Yeah, August. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who it is either until That's what so happened. sad. That's sad because they actually have a really cute, like, story how they ended up together. I know. they do. They did have a very cute story. I don't know if they're still together or not, or if they're, like, working through it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, okay. Recently, it said they've weathered many cheating allegations and divorce rumors over the years, and now say they're stronger than ever, so... Well, I hope that's true. Well, I hope they're together. <laughs> I know. That's the sad thing about all these, like, celebrity celebrity couples that are cute. I feel mm. like they kind of don't last and i'm like no i like you yeah. guys together i know i actually think it it's very rare to see celebrity couples that stay together i know which it's cute when they do i like how you have on here emily blunt and john krasinski oh i, I think they're very cute i like them i think they're cute too there's a funny story that john krasinski told recently where he talked about how he was flying home from something and someone mentioned Emily Blunt in the airport. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's my wife. And the guy looked at him and he was like, you? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like, that's my wife. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she ended up with you. And then, like, you going. And he was like, well, I guess my wife's out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that guy didn't recognize who he was. No, no, not at all. I mean, Emily Blunt is definitely a lot bigger more famous than he yeah. is but still that's funny yes it's just hilarious it's like yeah i mean she's stunning but like john krasinski is a very handsome man yeah, i know so. i think he's <laughs> handsome yeah so it's just kind of funny that he was like oh yeah she's out of my league <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah but they're very very cute as well no i i agree i think they are mm -hmm. i think they're cute too and then there's the, yeah. like, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. They've been together so for a cute. while. Yeah. yeah. And I know Chrissy Teigen's been getting a lot of hate lately online, but. I feel like she's a pretty controversial person. But they have a very cute relationship. Yeah, I think and they And their recent, like, pregnancy loss post was very tragic and very sweet, though, and showed how much they love each other and everything, so. I agree. Yeah. I feel like with mm -hmm. that celebrity couple, I'm like, man, they, they love each other. It's very nice. Yeah. That is very nice. We also have Justin and Haley Bieber. Yeah. I'm I, not on like the whole Haley Bieber train, but I appreciate the fact that they seem to be very much so in love. I agree with you. Good for them, but I don't know what my deal is. Like, yeah. Like they're a weird couple. They just like they're very happy together. So maybe that's why they're just like perfect together. But I, I just think they're weird. And maybe that they're just kind of both weird people and then it just amplifies yeah, it. Yeah, maybe together. that's how it works. Maybe that's why know. it works. I don't know. I just know that a lot of people are really obsessed with Hailey Bieber right now. Yeah. I mean, she's very beautiful. She's really pretty, but I don't know. I don't get it. I don't really have anything okay. else to say about her. Not to be, I exactly. guess, anti-feminist over here. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with her. And I think she's very pretty, but I just like, I don't 
yeah i don't really know what else to say either yeah. <laughs> so but hey it looks like her and justin bieber are very happy yes they do they look really happy and they're a very beautiful couple oh so. they're a beautiful couple yeah if they ever decide to have children they will be very beautiful they're gonna have children a beautiful little blonde blue-eyed children okay oh, and then of course gotta give it to good old taylor swift and her i know her, her bow and don't know why little, i said bow her little guy because we don't really know what they are <laughs> that's true i, I feel like boyfriend uh, there's been like marriage rumors you know and engagement rumors i wouldn't uh, yeah i kind of feel like they're already married I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, which I could, like, be totally wrong, but I feel like she would be the person to, like, get married and, like, not tell anyone for years. Well, especially since, like, they have, like, their relationship has been so, so private. Like, what? They've been together for four or five mm-hmm. years, and... Yeah, and, like, hardly anyone knew about it. Hardly any pictures of them, even. Even now, they, like, what? Just barely started going to events together. Yeah, and they don't even, like, do the red carpet thing together. They'll just... It's very interesting to me. It is really interesting. Big fan though. So, yeah, I think they're super cute. I agree. I like that um, they just seem more stable than a lot of her past relationships have because it's so out of the limelight. I mm-hmm. feel like she's able to be a little bit more confident in it instead of it being plastered all over the front of a tabloid all the time. Totally. And also it's cool he's yeah. writing songs with her now. Mm-hmm. He wrote a couple on Folkmore and Evermore with her. So yeah. folklore and Evermore. I think I said Folkmore. <laughs> I have a playlist <laughs> called Folkmore that's the combination of folklore and evermore. Did you hear the Utah news that there is a Utah theme park suing Taylor Swift? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's briefly talk about that. There is a theme park yeah. in Utah call- called Evermore. It's essentially mm-hmm. like live Dungeons and Dragons kind of a thing. Pretty I went much. Once, and it was actually really oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I've like I've never been, but I've seen the buildings. I took an architecture class and we had to like take pictures of different styles of architecture. And I used like pictures of Evermore for the example of like I think it was like Gothic or something. Oh, I don't cool. remember which yeah. style. But yeah, so it looks really beautiful. <laughs> it's just funny that they felt the need to sue over the name. I feel when, like, like it's a um like a last-ditch effort for publicity. Yes. And that's kind of what a lot of people said is that they're million dollars in debt from construction costs mm-hmm. that they haven't paid off yet. And obviously with the pandemic and then even before that, like their park isn't doing that great. Mm-hmm. And so they saw it as like a chance to like... Get their name out there. Jump out, get their name, and hopefully maybe even make something off of it. And <laughs> basically from what I've read, Taylor Swift's lawyers are like dismissing it entirely. Like so. it's kind of a joke. <laughs> like, it's yeah. off, like obviously she did not steal that from no. them. <laughs> Very dumb. But um, also whatever. because we are huge Taylor Swift fans on the podcast, what about a little brief Muse news segment before we go on to oh, yeah. the main topic. <laughs> but so she is re-releasing Fearless, mm-hmm. which if you haven't listened to our part one and part two of Taylor Swift, we re- released those back in December. Definitely go check those out. And Definitely. yeah, we talk a lot about the fact that she's recording her album so that she can maintain the full rights and ownership for them. So because she's allowed to now within her contract. So she released a Taylor's version of Love Story, and apparently mm-hmm. the rest of Fearless will be coming April 9th, which is very exciting. And like previously unreleased songs. Yes. Which, as well, which is the part 
I'm the most excited yes. about. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear more songs that were written by 16-year-old Taylor Swift. Definitely. And I will say, like, I was expecting Love Story to be more different, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. But then I actually am kind of glad it's not more different, because yeah. then we don't need both recordings. We can just listen to the, the one. one that she owns. Yeah. And I think that's what her intention is, is to get as close to the original, so that if anyone wanted to use the Taylor Swift song, it's not like, oh, but which version do I like more? It's like you're just going to pick Taylor's version. Exactly. So I think for those like really popular songs, that makes perfect sense. And Mm -hmm. I love the cover art. I love that it looks inspired by the old Fearless album, but it's it's like her modern self. It perfectly done. It's perfect. So yeah, we are all about women claiming back their art and claiming their own narratives. And especially when it's, you know, Taylor Swift. Definitely. Okay, cool. Well, should we dive into the topic? I know you have a lot of graphic design couples that you wanted to talk about, right? Yes. Uh huh. And I won't dive in super deep to all of them. But Mm -hmm. um, first off, we can start with talking about Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo. Oh, yes. I was just going to say that, of course, with good couples like I texted Stani when we were doing research for this and I was like so this is great that so many of these quote-unquote good relationships also have like cheating and huge weird age gaps and like power dynamics between the man and woman so (laughs) you know like yeah good every relationship has their struggles of course but Mm -hmm. it is cool when it's a couple that are I guess both equally in it and supportive of each other so i guess that's what we mean by the good art couples (laughs) yes not the flawless art couples (laughs) perfect i don't think there's any couple that's no flawless or perfect in any way definitely Um, not and definitely one of the things that i think we can learn from diego riviera and frida kahlo even Mm -hmm. though their marriage isn't perfect at all is the fact that like he really emphasized supporting her career Mm -hmm. their entire marriage and was very like very very good about that because in the early days when she started painting there were newspaper articles that would say riviera's wife dabbles in painting and stuff like that where they weren't even willing to recognize the fact that it was a career for her and kind of overlooking her and he always pushed back against that with her so I think that that's kind of one of the good examples of them is that like he was willing to like recognize her talent Mm -hmm. and I think you even have in here he always viewed his wife as more talented than himself so he was always willing to like put on that effort to make sure that she got the recognition that he thinks she deserved totally no you're right I think that is like a super key thing that even though like Mm -hmm. their actual marriage was tumultuous like I'm pretty sure they divorced at one point because Riviera had an affair with Kahlo's sister and like really did you have to fall in love with their sister I know but apparently like they got back together like a year later Mm -hmm. and so yeah and they like started out as like a teacher-student romance which is kind of weird and strange on its own even so like it definitely wasn't the perfect relationship But, I mean, I think it's cool. There was a thing here where it said, so the relationship lasted until Kahlo's death in 1954. um, And then Diego just referred to her as, like, the most tragic moment of his life. So they were very much in love. And he definitely, like, put her on the pedestal of, like, where he really respected her work and what she did. So definitely, that is really cool. And it's, like... I think a good thing to realize that it's like even if the relationship itself is flawed, like if they're a good 
person, yeah. then they should be able to like promote your work and like your value mm-hmm. as much, if not more than you would. So totally. Yeah. But I thought we should definitely mention them because they are a very famous art couple and they're not really a bad example. No, but <laughs> they're not a perfect example either. And that's no. okay. But I think it's cool. Like you said, like at the end of the day, like he definitely made effort to champion his wife's work and not to overshadow her. And I mean, especially with the bad examples we had, it was so easy for those men just to slip into that, you know. And oh, just yeah. Let that like, mm-hmm. like he could have easily with like the power dynamics of that time period pulled a Walter Keene mm-hmm. and claimed credit for her work. But he didn't. He respected her too much to do that. Or even just like not corrected the magazines who were like, oh, and his wife, you know, paints too. Yeah. And she's surpassed him in fame, which is pretty uncommon in the art world. If there is an art couple, usually the husband remains more famous. But this is one of those cases where she totally surpassed him in fame. And she's definitely more well known than he is at this time. So, yeah. And then the next one, um, I don't know a ton about them, but I think you researched. I know Georgia, o- Georgia O'Keefe very well. Yeah. I don't know a lot about her husband or their marriage. No, I didn't really know e- anything either. I just kind of like looked up. So apparently, so Alfred Stieglitz? I think so. Yes. Or like Stieglitz? Stieglitz, either or. So he's mm-hmm. apparently 20 years her senior, and he was a photographer and a gallerist. But he, and he also though served as her mentor, um, and he apparently he was the first to exhibit her abstract drawings and kind of help nurture her into the respected painter that she would grow to become. Apparently though, like so, O'Keefe ended up living in New Mexico for a period of the time, and so it says the couple's relationship consisted of little more than love letters sent back and forth until his death. The ultimate testament to the power of long distance relationships. Each of the twenty thousand letters has since been collected for the for a book apparently so oh my gosh I know super romantic honestly but I don't really know the details about their like life together or if they ever did get married but I do know that you know they were a significant couple and he helped you know kind of build her into popularity because of how he viewed her work and yeah 20,000 love letters that they would send back to each other Gosh, that makes me want to buy that book. I know. Like, I'm sure it's wow. magical. In the article, it was like, that puts Noah and Allie, you know, from The Notebook, his 365 letters to shame. And I'm like, yeah, true. Oh, this yeah, is a real life Noah and Allie here. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Very, very cool. And yeah, Georgie O'Keefe is another very, very famous female artist. Yeah. And I think well, it's an artist cool that just in her, general. Yeah. Her mentor slash, you know, romantic partner was someone who triumphed her and didn't feel threatened by that yeah that's awesome we love confident men <laughs> we love confident men in this podcast <laughs> yes who are able to be confident enough that they don't need to undervalue their female counterparts absolutely <laughs> okay so then there's a couple dorothea tanning and max ernst so dorothea was max's fourth wife and the couple, I guess, famously fell in love over a game of chess, which is cute. Um, and that they're credited cute. at pioneering the surrealist movement. And apparently, despite this successful accomplishment, Manning insisted that the two never talked art. 
which is interesting. That is interesting. So apparently, though, they would entertain like lots of people in their home in France and, you know, just kind of thrive together and that they maintained a very healthy marriage until Max died in 1976. So I think just like an interesting marriage of, you know, just two artists together and finding happiness and love together. But I think that's like a different way, especially if like you're in a similar field as the partner you're with, you know? Yeah. It's like, do mm-hmm. you keep business out of the marriage or do you allow it to, you know, to be in it? And I guess that's just a guideline yeah. and a boundary. Everyone just kind of has to figure out for themselves or for their individual relationships. But maybe this is like a sidetrack. But if you had married another musician, do you feel like it would just make work become every single aspect of your life or do you think you'd be able to separate it? (laughs) That's a good question. I always said I would never marry a musician. I never wanted to. And I don't know if it's because of my ego and Mm -hmm. because I would get, I get, you know, I get jealous sometimes. And I've dated musicians in the past Mm -hmm. where I felt like I had to prove myself to them or I felt like they were being a little bit condescending but granted that was just because they were being condescending not because they were a musician you know um yeah <laughs> um but I never thought I wanted to and I think it's kind of I like being with someone who is so opposite than me because then it's like okay mm-hmm. let me just tell you all about it you know what I mean and like they can just yes. put me on that pedestal of the best musician they've ever known just kidding no definitely no I get what you're saying because like I um, am doing all this research about these graphic designer couples that Mm -hmm. I'm about to get into. They all end up like collaborating and working with each other. And as much as that sounds like such a fun thing to be like work with your spouse. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, well, I don't really I feel like it would consume my entire life and every single aspect of my life would become my job because I'm already so Mm -hmm. consumed by my job. Yeah. That like if that was also their job like I don't understand how I could ever move on from talking about that yeah and then on top of that I like also kind of like the idea of like I don't know like having them be kind of like your hype person and like they are just like everything you do is amazing whether it's good or not mm-hmm. because <laughs> because they like you and they don't know any better you know what I mean totally. so yeah so like I totally get what you're saying about how like not really wanting to marry another musician I've kind of felt similarly about artists it sounds so vain to be like I just want someone who's gonna tell me I'm perfect and amazing and I don't want them stealing the spotlight but Mm -hmm. I also think an aspect of it is just like maintaining individuality you know where kind of like you said I feel like if they were a musician too like I think I would really suck myself into what they were doing Mm -hmm. when now it's like I'm the only one who knows how to do this or what I want to do so I kind of have to make it happen for myself and I feel like I don't know in previous relationships I've definitely been guilty of just like um like putting what I want on the back burner just to be like oh whatever they want you know what I mean and I Mm -hmm. feel like it would be even worse if it was a musician if that makes sense no that totally makes sense yeah a lot of the graphic design couples it can get into them um they both kind of took on different aspects mm. of the jobs that I feel like that kind of made it work is that they ended up doing slightly different things yeah of each one so uh, the first one is Paul Prezia and Deborah Sussman Sussman is best known for well and Prezia they ended up working together but they're best known for their branding of the LA Summer Olympics mm. back in the 80s which was like a really big deal um but they started a firm together and she was a graphic designer and he was an urban planner and architect. 
And so when they worked together for 40 years, over 340 notable projects, they ended up starting this new kind of thing that was like urban design planning. So they did a lot of like maps for theme parks, like Disney World, like they created the signage and stuff and everything for that. Oh, wow. And then like the Olympics. So it was more of like displays of design, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which made his like urban planning and architecture really tie in because they were creating like these... I don't even know how to explain it, but like design that was actually integrated into the buildings and structures of a place. Well, it's cool that there's the crossover because I'm not going to lie. I mean, Jordan is a political science major and there have been plenty Mm -hmm. of times that I'm like, man, Jordan, why couldn't you have been like a videographer, photographer, (laughs) like something that I could use (laughs) for Mm -hmm. my career? Obviously, I'm very happy that he's doing what he loves, but it could be cool (laughs) to have something like within a relationship that you can like still have your own aspects to a project you know but like Mm -hmm. but also be able to build off each other and help one another exactly yeah and they were able to do like some really cool projects because they did like this really niche area of design which is cool but this next couple um her name i'm gonna say it wrong it's saeep I'm going to say it how it's spelled, and I know it's wrong, okay. but it, it's spelled like Sipe Pineless, okay. and I know that's wrong, so don't come for me, <laughs> but yeah, she is actually, she was a designer for Condé Nast, which is like one of the biggest magazine firms that took over a bunch of other smaller mm-hmm. things, so like Seventeen, Mrs., Vogue, like all of those magazines, and she worked on a bunch of them, but um, she was married to another designer William Golden, and she actually helped him get a job at Condé Nast, Mm -hmm. and then he went on to become really well-known for, like, ethical corporate design for, like, CBS, but he ended up passing away at a very young age in 1958 and Mm -hmm. left behind her with a young son, and then two years later, she ended up marrying another widow who was actually another designer, Will Burton. So she ended up married to two different designers, (laughs) which is funny. But they were both art directors, and kind of the funny part about it is her previous husband ended up receiving a posthumous medal for graphic design in 1988, Mm. and when her other husband, Burton, was receiving a medal in 1971, hold on, I might have this wrong, but he got a medal Mm. in 1971, and she received her medal after she died, but in 1996, and so together, the three of them are the three largest, like, family like in quotes yeah because they weren't like really family but like kind of Uh (laughs) to receive medals with each one being awarded for independent achievements that things they did on their own that's cool because they all had very separate careers but they were both very accomplished in their careers and Mm -hmm. one of the stories I love is her first husband was offered um, a position at a part of the art directors club which is like a very important thing to be a part of if you were a big art director and so Mm -hmm. if you got to a certain level of qualification then that you were able to be a part of it and he told them that it wasn't very professional of a club if it ignored his wife who was fully qualified wow so I loved it he kind of called them out and he was like well I wouldn't want to be a part of your club because it's apparently not very professional if you're not going to also invite my wife wow yeah, which like destroyed the boys' club in that moment right yeah. there. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, you're right," and granted both of them membership in 1948. And she was the first female member 
of the ADC no because way. of that. Mm-hmm. And then they also ended up winning like individual gold medal awards um, in that same year, which was the first couple to ever do that. And she was the first woman inducted into the Art Director Club Hall of Fame. And also the first and until 1968 only female member of the Alliance Graphique International. And I think like a lot of that, it shows how important it was that she had husbands that were willing to support her and like push forward moments in society to be like, no, that's wrong because you won't accept my wife. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of... And we talked a little bit about the boys club on our last month's Patreon episode. Brief little Mm -hmm. plug there. But it reminded me of is like, I don't feel like a lot of times like the men in those situations are like blatantly sexist and like hate women, you know, like I, I don't really believe that's true, but it's almost like they were almost just like going along with the status quo. Right. And I think mm-hmm. it's cool that it all it really took is just one person to point it out and be like, what about my wife? She's just as qualified for them to be like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. You know, like I really, yeah. and granted, like, it's not that like, I wish, you know, we didn't have to like, you know, wait for a certain man to break the status quo for women. (laughs) But I think it's cool that in like situations like that, we can see that it's like, you know, all it takes is like one person to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, why aren't there women here when there could be women here who are qualified to break that club and to kind of make it a place available for women? You know, like I said, it wasn't like they were like, no, we hate women. She's shut out. But it it just needed someone to be like, wait a minute that's not right for them to be like oh yeah it is it isn't right thank you you know yeah especially for him to stick his neck out with such a prestigious award yeah and be like oh I don't really want it unless like you're willing to accept everyone who's qualified for that job totally yeah because it's like it just takes that one person like you said to stand up for it and be like hey like no like I don't want to be a part of something that doesn't recognize the talents of everyone regardless of gender yeah that's like a whole like almost separate conversation about like privilege and like using your privilege and you know things like that but I don't know I just think that's like a cool Mm -hmm. thing like a cool way to show that it's like you know maybe they weren't even being malicious by leaving his wife out but he was able to still notice the problem and call him out on it exactly and I feel like it's such a good example of like what a marriage should be Mm -hmm. professionally like if you have the opportunity to do something like that for your partner and you really love them like why wouldn't you totally you know like why wouldn't you be like hey you can't leave my spouse out like they're just as qualified as me like if you want to give me that award like why aren't you also giving it to them that doesn't make any sense yeah exactly like why wouldn't you take any advantage to like elevate them that you could exactly yeah if you really love them and you really like think they're as talented as they are then mm-hmm. like why not make sure that they that they get everything that and also that that's deserve. more important than some award from some prestigious or some you know acceptance yeah. into some previous um prestigious exactly. organization no i think the way he worded it was perfect but like well it must not be that great of a club if they're not willing yeah. to accept my wife like this doesn't <laughs> to be sound like, like oh, my well. thing yeah, apparently you're not as cool as I thought you were because you're not accepting every qualified person. Yeah, so. <laughs> good for him. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. Today, for artist spotlights, I'm going to shout out this Instagram account. So it's Genuine Laru. It's Genuine L-A-R-R-U. Not exactly sure if I'm saying that correctly. Um, so mm-hmm. she does handmade jewelry and custom embroidery. 
So this year I had a goal to find some new creative outlet that is not music. So I picked up on embroidery and then I found this account and the stuff she does is stunning. Like it's absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. I know she'll do. I don't even know how to explain it. One of my favorite things that she'll do is like for ultrasound baby pictures, she'll like do embroidery for those and they look so beautiful. I don't understand how this account hasn't blown up and she doesn't have thousands and thousands of followers. It's so beautiful, everything that she does. And it's so unique. Like I really just haven't seen anything like it before. And yeah, and especially since this is like a new hobby I'm trying to get into, it's been especially fun to follow and see what she does. It's really creative and really amazing. So again, that's genuine Laru spelled of course just genuine l-a-r-r-u definitely would recommend checking it out it's just beautiful stuff that she does yeah this is amazing i know I count the couple ones are also really cool where she's like people mm-hmm. in front of like travel places she also did a cool one with the mandalorian where like she mm. painted the fabric and then like obviously did embroidery but then also did like leather work and like the little felt not felt wow like she like it's cool how many different things that she will like different art mediums she can put into one piece you know yeah holy cow these are so intricate Mm -hmm. wow that's awesome i also this is funny it's ours keep matching up a little bit but this one is a little like cross stitch Mm thing i found it's called tiny art history Ooh! and the bio i love she said a teeny tiny living room art museum i made to teach my cats about art history because <laughs> cats deserve to know about art history yes that how i found her is i've been trying to find a new phone case that i really like because mm. i'm very picky about what it looks like but i also need one that's like durable yes and i ran across the brand pila that's like completely compostable And I was, like, scrolling through their feed, and they have this thing called a stitch case where they have, like, holes in the back so that you can, like, stitch a pattern into it. Oh, that's cool. And she did the Mona Lisa on a Pila stitch case. What? And it's on her Instagram. It's absolutely insane. They reposted it, and I was like, holy crap. (laughs) Like, what? Um, Just absolutely incredible. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) That is amazing. yeah, the Mona Lisa just on the back of her phone. Phone Lisa and then, is what the caption is. Yeah. And then she's also done a bunch of other ones, like The Birth of Venus by Sandra Bot- Botticelli mm-hmm. um, and like a bunch of other ones as well. And I actually messaged her to ask like how much a commission would be for a phone case because I was like, well, that would be cool. And um, she does patterns for pretty cheap. So she'll give you a pattern for something for like under $10 so that you can do it on your own. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then, of course, like you have to pay for the materials and stuff. But like she gives you the pattern and the colors that you should use in order to actually create the piece. Oh. So, yeah, if you're looking for like artistic outlet and you don't really know what to do, then you could get like a little cross stitch pattern from her and... Um, create your own little tiny pieces of art history that's amazing yeah so I think I'm gonna be doing one of Van Gogh's sunflower paintings on the back of my phone case oh I love that and you'll cross stitch Mm -hmm. it I debated very heavily with one of Artemisia's and then I decided having a woman decapitating a man on the back of my phone probably wasn't the best (laughs) message to send probably not but but I debated it it's all right (laughs) I thought about it for quite a while but you know 
but whatever no i love yeah. that what a cool idea very cool and fun account it's still pretty new but she has like an etsy shop up and running and everything else too oh yeah check out. and i'm just gonna put in here really quick um for our last episode, we did Nora Holt, mm-hmm. and we have a book list normally that we add books onto. Yeah. And I was super bummed I cannot find a single book about Nora Holt. And I don't know if it's just Amazon or if that's just the way the world is, is that somehow this woman has zero books about her. <laughs> but I'm putting it out there because if there's anyone who's an author or an art historian who would like to write a book about this wonderful woman. Yeah. <laughs> Or if there's one that maybe I missed that you can find um, that we could put on there. Uh, Yeah, just like putting it out there for someone to like find that and do something about it. I know. I agree. I feel like that would be a great like music history, like American music history, like almost like thesis or master's thesis or someone to study. So if anyone's getting their master's degree in music history, talk about Nora Holtz and the 200 missing compositions yeah obviously it's super sad because like we only have one of hers Mm -hmm. and i understand why that must be very easy for her to be overlooked but she was written about in the tabloids constantly yeah during her life so it kind of seems ridiculous to me that there's nothing she doesn't have a book when we've been able to find a book for every single episode we've ever done yeah until her i know i think that's the like least amount of info we've had about someone that we've covered was nora so, and that's crazy to me because even Maria Anna Mozart, who yeah. like, we don't have any of her lasting pieces. We were able to find more information on her and she even had like some books about her. Totally. So yeah. So maybe if you're an author, an art historian or like a senior art major, you can write your thesis or music major. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can write your senior thesis project on her or if um, you just have some spare time and really needed a new subject to write a book about, that could be it. <laughs> if anyone has enough free time just to casually write a book, do it. <laughs> write it about oh her. yeah please do we'll we'll sponsor but, yeah. you on top of that just a reminder that we do have that book list with books um linked for every single mm-hmm. artist and episode that we talk about so if there's something that we've talked about that you want to learn more about you can definitely go check that out i know yeah there's a lot of really cool books haven't read all of them but read some of them and they're really cool yeah there's so many good books like my list is just getting longer and longer i ones know i want to buy for so. real All right, now back to the show. Another couple that kind of ended up doing different things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two other quick examples. Um, Susanna Licko and Rudy Vanderlands. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually started a magazine together that kind of disrupted the whole graphic design industry, which I love. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it was right after MacBooks came out. And so Susanna Licko is one of the first people to do digital typefaces completely on the computer Mm -hmm. so she actually started a type foundry which is basically like a company that creates and sells fonts Mm. and then he ran the magazine side of it but she was able to promote her fonts in his magazine and like design Mm. different parts of the magazine yeah with that and then he handled like the art direction and creation of the rest of it so very cool. cool Yeah, Yeah, and it worked out really well for both of them. They both ended up having very wonderful, long careers with hers being more focused on typefaces and his being more focused on publication design. And then another one is um, Layla Vanelli and Massimo Vanelli. He was a graphic designer and she was an interior designer and architect. 
and they ended up working on a bunch of branding projects together and really revolutionized three-dimensional design Mm -hmm. and how like a branding took place so she would kind of take over the overall atmosphere and environment Mm. of a place and like even the product design so they came up with the brown bag for I think it's like Bloomingdale or something oh wow yeah like iconic parts of branding that still exist today um they came up with those together and worked together so and he constantly I found so many articles about him campaigning over and over again for his wife to be more recognized for her work because she handled a lot more of the project planning and like execution of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and he was like the designer so a lot of the times he's very heavily praised and she's a little bit ignored and he continued to praise her over and over and over again yeah say that she deserved more credit so yeah, and I'm I'm sure there's more. Those are just the few that I've researched already. But graphic design, if you ever want to find art couples that are making it work, like they're everywhere yeah. in the design industry, apparently. So No, that's really cool. So I kind of thought it'd be cool to talk about some power couples that exist in the music industry. Um, so Ooh. there's two in particular that I thought had really cool stories that obviously were very in love. The first one being June Carter and Johnny Cash. I've read some of their letters. They're so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. And I'm pretty sure that like they um, some like recently there was like an album put together that used the words of their letters and different like country artists like put it to music. I know Casey Musgraves did one and it was so nice. That's so cute. Yeah. And they have a really nice story. So when they first met that they were both married to other people. Um, but they met at the Grand Ole Opry in 1956, which if for those who don't know, Grand Ole Opry is like a, a real big deal venue for country music stars. Mm-hmm. And then there's this cute quote from June and she says, I can't quite remember anything else we talked about except his eyes. Those black eyes that shone like a gates. He had a command of his performance that I had never before seen. Just a guitar and a bass and a gentle kind of presence that made not only me, but whole audience become his followers. So she obviously admired him Aww. from the get go. And then another one is I never talked much about how I fell in love with John. It was not a convenient time for me to fall in love with him. And it wasn't a convenient time for him to fall in love with me. I was frightened of his way of life. I thought I can't fall in love with this man, but it's just like a ring of fire. So I don't, you know, there's tons of information. We could honestly probably do a whole episode on her and their relationship, but essentially, um, you know, they were both in marriages that ended up failing. And I think Johnny Cash's wife kind of ended things because she was you know she was probably aware of his feelings towards June or suspicious towards it um and basically like it was no surprise to her that they ended up getting married later in life so like Mm -hmm. that sucks for her but they ended up getting together of course once they both divorced from their um, previous marriages but apparently like they're very very vague about the details of their early relationship So no one really knows exactly when or how it all happened, but he proposed to Carter on stage at the London Ice House in front of a crowd of 7,000 people in February of 1968, and they married just a few weeks later. Um, And apparently afterwards, they continued both like really successful music careers, sharing Grammy Awards in 1967 and 1970. So I think they would put out music together. But then, of course, they 
also pursued their original careers and then june has two solo grammys and a cash johnny cash has 11 including a lifetime achievement award they also helmed the johnny cash show and which was a tv show which featured musical guests from 1969 to 1971 so i mean obviously in this situation johnny cash definitely surpassed june as far as fame but you know, he obviously really admired her and loved her. And there's a couple more quotes, just the way they talk to each other. It just, oh, it's so great. So the couple, like I said, they remained together for the rest of their lives and they, they died only four months apart, which is just like sad and nice. Um, But in 2003, so this is what Johnny Cash said about her. She said, you still fascinate and inspire me. You influence me for the better. You're the object of my desire, the number one earthly reason for my existence. And that was something he wrote to her on her 65th birthday. Continuing, he said, we got old and got used to each other. We think alike. We read each other's minds. We know what the other wants without asking. Sometimes we irritate each other a little bit. Maybe sometimes we take each other for granted. But once in a while, like today, I meditate on it and realize how lucky I am to share my life with the greatest woman I ever met. I know. And then here's another thing that he told Rolling Stone magazine. You hear that phrase a lot, but it's real with me and her, uh, meaning his unconditional love. She loves me in spite of everything, in spite of myself. She has saved my life more than once. She's always been there with her love, and it has certainly made me forget the pain for a long time, many times. When it gets dark and everybody's gone home and the lights are turned off, it's just me and her. That's so sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. And then about, because, you know, people would talk to June about the fact that her husband did surpass her. Um, But, you know, she was very accomplished in her own right. Like having two Grammys individually and then being a part of a group that earned two two Grammys. Like four Grammys is not, like that's that's success. (laughs) It's not a bad thing. (laughs) Even though it's not like Johnny Cash is 11, like that's significant. But so someone kind of asked her once about quote unquote existing in her husband's shadow. And she said, I was never looking back in regret. I never thought, Oh, why didn't I become an actress? Or why did I go paddling along after John? And she said, I've always walked along right by his side and he always supported everything I do. First off, just the way he talks about June is so nice. And the fact that they lived the rest of their lives together in love is just very nice. So sweet. And I think it goes to show that like, a successful marriage doesn't always mean that the wife surpasses the husband yes. in fame. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to be conscious of. Yeah. Is that, like, as I was going, I was like, oh, there's no good couples. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm defining good by woman is better than man. Like, that doesn't yeah. have to be that way. It just has to be no. a situation where they're both equally supported mm-hmm. and no one's trying exactly. to tear each other down. And I think the perfect thing that she said, I've always walked right along by his side and he's always supported everything I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part. Like, as long as you're equal in your marriage who cares like yeah. about who surpasses who in fame it doesn't matter as long as like within your marriage it's equal and like even on her own right she was able to have a very successful career like I think she mm-hmm. met him because she was Elvis's background singer and Elvis I think introduced them so oh, wow. yeah so like that was where the connection was originally made so even before she met him she was El- Elvis's like you know the Elvis background singer so yeah Man, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on them. I know. I really want to. Like, after even just hearing this little bit, I was like, I feel like June would have the coolest life. And yeah. I think it's really cool how much they obviously just admired one another. They were so in love. I know. Like, on the 65th 
on her 65th birthday just to like read that i'd be like oh my gosh so cute Mm -hmm. and it's nice to hear people talk about stuff that way sometimes i really wish that we still like love letters were also a thing Mm -hmm. because i think that it's just so much more beautiful and like people took more time to be more eloquent and like and thoughtful instead of a lot of the times like instagram posts nowadays are like (laughs) Oh, my husband drives me nuts and I kind of hate him, but I'm so glad we're married. And it's like, like, uh, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, why why can't we be writing Instagram captions like this about our husbands on mm. Valentine's Day? Why why do we have to give the yeah. disclaimers? But still, like, he even said yeah. we we think alike, we read each other's minds, we know what each other wants without asking, but then he goes on, sometimes we irritate each other a little bit, maybe sometimes yeah. we take each other for granted, but once in a while, like today, I like to meditate on it and realize how lucky I am with the greatest, to woman share my I life ever. with the greatest woman I ever met. Like, that's, so nice. oh. that's how it is. Like, I don't know, isn't that how marriage is supposed to be? Like, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, yeah, you know, we drive each other crazy sometimes, but at the end of the day, like, you're still the most wonderful person okay. I've ever had in my life, and, like, yeah. you're my number one earthly reason for existence. I know, like, Are you how... kidding me? Like, <laughs> I say, like, how dramatic, but I don't mean that as a bad thing. Like, just so no. deeply romantic that is. Exactly. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Man, we should all make love letters popular again. I know. We were also talking before we started recording that we also want to make magazines popular again. So let's make yes. magazines and love letters all popular again. <laughs> let's do it. I am dying for the magazine industry to come back full force. Yes. That would be great. We need something really cool to catch on. Mine is so. the celebrity gossip and pages and pages of perfume ads. I'm not talking tabloids, Yes, everyone. not tabloids. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about, like, cool magazines, like what Rolling Stone used to be in the day. Like, it was cool and, like, fun and surprising and interesting and all those things. Now I just feel like magazines are kind of looked at as trashy. It could be so much more. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, yeah there's the one power couple from country music, which is... Love um, it. Johnny Cash and June Carter. I feel like there's probably more from country music. Yeah. Actually. Well, like- even like Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, they've been together yeah. forever. And then there's also Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. They've been married for a while. So don't know what it is about country music, but it seems like they've got some solid couples there. And like major respect for any of the movie stars out there who are with their spouses who are, maybe aren't famous. I know. But that they've been married for a really long time. I think that's Apparently Meryl Streep and her husband have been 40, 40 year marriage and he's a sculptor and she's an actress. Also, so. Dolly Parton has been with her husband forever, but like no one's seen him. Like apparently he went to one venue and was like nah I'm good like I don't need to I don't want to be a part of that famous so it's like that's just like the secret part of her life and it's her and her husband wow which I guess I mean you know just kind of the situation of like if you're famous or like in the arts you just got to figure that out for your cup you know for each relationship what that boundary looks like and how oh my gosh I totally forgot but Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson oh yeah it's another one where, like, yes, he surpasses her in fame, but, like, they've been married for 30 years. I know. I think it's And they're cute. very cute. I feel like being a part of, like, a famous industry mm-hmm. means that a lot of time there's just a lot more stress and pressure. Yeah. On marriages and relationships, which is why I think so many of them don't last very long. 
And so it's just really nice to see like couples make it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like, and be able to like last because it it's got to be hard having that much pressure and focus on everything that you do. Yeah, I can't even imagine the toll it would take on on marriage, especially when it's like so much is out of their control, like tour schedules, movie schedules, like you know, they're crazy time consuming yeah exactly and like especially because so much of their job involves like interacting with other people yeah. in ways that like people aren't usually thrilled about mm-hmm. um <laughs> so no you're right <laughs> like you have to go kiss someone on a scene or like something else and then you go home and you're married and yeah that's probably a little bit awkward and uncomfortable at times so no i'm sure Oh, another one, Victoria and David Beckham. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't, like, I mean, she was a musician before she became a model, so I, like, that's still kind of the arts. Yeah, that's true. Good old Spice Girls. And then also, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, like, the ultimate oh, true. power couple. I mean, obviously, there was, like, you know, the rumors a couple years ago with infidelity on Jay-Z's part. I mean, the whole Lemonade album is a beautiful Mm -hmm. work of art and with the song like sorry it definitely hints at cheating and i'm pretty sure he released an album too that pretty much admitted to it but i know they are still together they're still married and i think it's cool that they do so many projects together but yet they also do so many projects independently and i think they've been Mm -hmm. able to like find that balance of like being power couple yet being individuals you know Yes, exactly. They're really good at having like separate careers, but still helping each other out. Yeah, I think it's super cool. Which I think will continue to be like my favorite, like my favorite thing about couples that are able to work with each other in the arts is when they can like have separate lives, but like also come together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's just a very cool thing. Well, also like going back to Kanye West and Kim Kardashian like I know Kanye West is a very controversial person but I do also know that like he like before he was married to Kim Kardashian like you know Kim Kardashian was like kind of the joke reality star but he was the one who was like no my wife is the most beautiful woman in the world and these designers need to dress her so I think Mm -hmm. he like really encouraged her to because I guess like for like red carpets and like things like that like no designer really wanted to you know work with Kim Kardashian like it wasn't really that big of a deal but he really tried to elevate her and be like no I'm pretty sure he like even says like she's the modern day Marilyn Monroe like yeah he has her on a pedestal and I think he really was like no my wife deserves to be taken seriously so like I think that is a good thing about Kanye like I can I can appreciate that about Kanye West definitely no I love it And I will say, as a child of two designers who ended up getting married, um, (laughs) it it makes for a very creative household. So when your parents are both artists, there's definitely some fun about it. Oh, yeah. And do they spend way longer debating on the design of the backyard than most people would? Yes. But (laughs) that's why they fell in love. That's why they fell in love. Yeah. It continues to work because they both have their own little projects, but they love to work on stuff together, too. So No, yeah, that's true. That's cute. Also, another couple that is in, like, pop culture is Ryan Gosling and Eva Eva Mendez. They're both actors. 
right? And apparently from his Golden Globe speech that he won for the movie La La Land, I'm going to read this little paragraph because I thought it was so nice. Um, But he said, I'd like to try and think one person properly and say that while I was singing and dancing and playing piano and having one of the best experiences that I've ever had on a film, my lady was raising our daughter, pregnant with our second, and trying to help her brother fight his battle with cancer. If she hadn't taken all that one hadn't taken all that on so that I could have this experience. It'd surely be someone else here other than me today. So sweetheart, thank you. Which I thought was nice. That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We talked about this kind of in the other episode, but like marriage is just so important. (laughs) Like finding the people that like are going to help you and like will actually make sure, you know, that everything just works out well (laughs) help you build your dreams and everything like that like I just think it's a really cool thing yeah there's good and bad examples of both (laughs) yeah well that's the thing it's like it's so scary because I feel like marriage and relationships can be the most catastrophic like devastating thing potentially you know where like there's that risk but like it also could be like a very beautiful thing and like you hear these stories of like Johnny Cash and June being together mm-hmm. until they die, you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like when it's done right and it's like done from a place of like love and just like wanting to be with a person, like it can be so beautiful, you know? I feel like that's the reason why there's so many songs and movies and books and everything about love mm-hmm. because it's like one of the most fascinating things in the entire world. I mean, honestly, yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's some power couples in the art world. Obviously, we did not hit all of them i hope you guys also enjoyed our multiple pop culture references because yeah (laughs) celebrity couples are just a fun thing to talk about i think they really are and it's fun to like talk about the ones that are doing a really good job Uh with it and everything as well if you're a fan of the podcast of course be sure to follow us on instagram where um you know of course we post about our episodes but we also you know update different cool things and it's nice especially with the arts podcast to get like a visual of mm-hmm. a lot of artists works or you know even with the last one we did with Nora Holt we were able to um, post a clip of the composition that did survive so yeah follow us on Instagram which is more than podcast. and also too like if you have any suggestions of things you think would be cool to cover definitely just message us and we love to take feedback and yeah learn more about artists so if you know of some that we don't know that'd be great yeah definitely and always um as always we have a patreon as well Mm -hmm. that please join um the link is in our bio we have a bonus episode for january up there now and we'll have one going up for february and there's a lot of other fun incentives and stuff um Maybe we'll even try to do a more than amuse monthly magazine if we get enough signups. (laughs) So just putting that out there that I'm totally willing to design a magazine. (laughs) Just like manifesting that into the universe real quick. (laughs) So yeah, go and join our Patreon. um, And also we're on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And And rate and review us. Yes, But only five stars because (laughs) I don't want my feelings hurt. But yeah, if you are enjoying it, take a moment, go rate and review. That would just be, it would make our day. It would. So if if our podcast has ever made your day or made your day even a little bit better, pay it forward. Make our day a little yeah. bit better. Love Obviously, that. I have an ego so. problem after talking about how I love not being <laughs> with a musician because he thinks I'm awesome. And now I'm asking yeah. all of you to stroke my ego. No big deal. <laughs> I know. As we just talked about how much we love praise. <laughs> <laughs>
But anyway, we're just grateful to have you guys here listening and to be a part of this. Um, it's mm-hmm. always a delight learning about these new people and getting to share them with all of you. Absolutely. So thanks for being here and we will be back next week. Yeah. Have a good week. Have a good one. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.